press record to the cloud. Enter full entering. You know a dream is like a river, ever changing as it flows. And a dream was just a vessel that must follow where it goes. Trying to learn from what's behind and never knowing what's in store makes each day a constant battle just to stay between the show. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen. I am Maxwell Ivy, known around the world as The Blind Blogger, and this is another episode of the What's Your Excuse show, where I interview people who have overcome adversity or thrived in spite of difficult life circumstances, people who have started a new business or new opportunity, people who are experts who can share live-tested advice and suggestions with you, or people I just happen to be uh, interested in, curious about, or admire, be inspired by. And so you can find me at theblindblogger.net. That's also where you can purchase my What's Your Excuse show merchandise, and you can also hire me to get you booked on podcasts and radio shows. And I do hope you will visit our sponsors. That's createmyvoice.com, or you can say, Alexa, play uh, Create My Voice or Google Talk to Create My Voice, createmyvoice.com. Um, as my friend Chip says, right now it's a, it's a time when you can claim pretty much any invocation or name that you want, but if you miss your opportunity and somebody else gets it, then you're stuck having to come up with another name, just like how some people have to, to scramble for, for website names because somebody else already grabbed the one they really wanted. So try him out. And uh, neoshop.com. Alex over there is responsible for the, the printing of the shirts. And because of him, I'm able to, to sell my shirts uh, at live events. And uh, hopefully y'all order a shirt and support the What's Your Excuse shows. So today, I'm very lucky to have two ladies that I met at uh, MapCon, the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference, which has since been rebranded as the Independent Podcasters Conference. If I don't say it that way, Joe Parter will get mad at me. And friends, <laughs> so I don't want that to happen. Um, I sat next to these two crazy ladies in what they call the po- Creative Podcast conf- uh, Contest, and we lost, although one of the judges told me later we should have won. And since his, since his name was Todd and he runs Blueberry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take his word for it that we should have won because yeah. we rocked it. Um, and so we have Allison and Lulu, and they have a podcast called 10kdollardays.com. And basically, it's a fictional tourist podcast where they pick places all over the world or their guests pick places, and they figure out a way to spend $10,000 in a day in that location virtually, and they're really crazy. They have fun both virtually and in in person because I've seen some of y'all's travel videos lately. I really enjoyed Philadelphia and the way y'all eat. I mean, uh, y'all really enjoy yourselves and and y'all have actually forced me to challenge myself to be more adventurous when it comes to food and drink in the future. So I appreciate these ladies for that. Um, uh, I forget which one of them, Allison or Lou, one of them reminded me to tell people about my books at, at uh, MapCon, which allowed me to sell some books, which helped me get my butt back home after it was over with. So thank, thank you for that. All right. should never have to be reminded to mention their books. <laughs> you can find them at 10kdollarday.com, and that's 10k. And just to, to try to keep them straight, Allison is an actress, singer, wife, and mom. And Lulu is an actress, singer, and single mom to dogs, 
Um, I don't know if that means she's a single mom and has dogs or what. We'll find out eventually. <laughs> and it says that they coach people of all ages at Find Your Light Coaching, and they love frozen rosé, nachos, and tea tree shampoo. So um, between the dogs and the, and the nachos, you know, you're already on a good start with me. So welcome to the What's Your Excuse show. Thank you so much for doing this for me. I really Thank you for it. having us here. We're excited. I'm excited, but I'm also a little scared because, you know, um, y'all, y'all two just make me wonder where this might end up. And if, <laughs> if, because I mean, y'all do, y'all have a real zest for life. I mean, y'all just show up and be you and have the greatest time doing it. And y'all still, when y'all share your stuff online, it's so authentic and so open. So how do y'all maintain that as y'all are continuing to grow this amazing brand as the 10 K dollar day and also as comedians and actors? How does that work? I think that, um, well, I have an advantage because I've been friends with Allison for a while, and Allison is so 100% confident in being herself and comfortable in her own skin in a way that I'm not. So I just follow her lead. But listen, we're faking it. We, we're faking. Uh, well, she's not, but I'm faking all of it. It took us. It took us like 15 minutes of double checking to make sure that we got the time right for this meeting because. We're in a different time zone. And for the last two days, I've been like, okay, Central is, is the one one over from us, right? Like, and I thought it was hour. one under. So <laughs> I was like, no, it's going to be 8 a.m. And she's like, no, it's going to be 10. Yeah, because we don't like to Google any facts. We just like to argue them out and see who wins. Yeah. And so, <laughs> listen, we're here with you live to talk. And that already is probably the most productive thing I've done today. Well, it's usually the most productive thing I do too. I tell people that if you're having a bad day, get on the phone or get on Skype or Zoom and talk to somebody because it's a, there's an energy to a conversation you don't get from texts and texts and Facebook and social media and all that good stuff. So, yeah, um, you know, just doesn't. Have, and as far as the time zones, I'm good with the U.S. But anytime I have to be on a show or have a guest who's outside the U.S., I stink at it too. So don't feel bad. I have to go to my. <laughs> I have to ask, I have to ask the clock or I have to ask that lady over there who, if I say her name, she'll decide she wants to be on the show. So <laughs> I've got to change her, her activation name. Cause I'm getting tired of having to whisper when I mention her in the intro to the podcast. I know. Um, we did that the so other day. I, yeah. <laughs> we, I said something well, in one of our live broadcasts and I said the A-L-E-X-A name yes, really yes. loudly as a joke. <laughs> And all of a sudden, all the comments came in mad at me because I had triggered people's Everybody's devices all over, over the oh country. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes, yes. So I want to talk about you uh, you guys before y'all became who you are now, because I think that's the real story. And that's really what fits into the What's Your Excuse show. So as I understand it, you two were starving artists, uh, working, trying to make it in, trying to make your break in the New York City area. And y'all were succeeding. So y'all would have dinner. And when the check would come, you would pretend, what would you do with $10,000? But in the beginning, y'all didn't do this as your podcast. Start with your original idea for y'all's podcast. Because if I remember right, it didn't go so well in the beginning. Well, I think our we've always had the idea. It's just we didn't know how to even produce a podcast. So from day one, we recorded the idea of 10 K dollar day. And then immediately after recording the first episode, we were like, now what do we do with it? We didn't even know how to put it on the air. I didn't know 
well, we start, we, I, we had no idea how to get it out there. didn't know what a podcast was. Okay. We're going back further. <laughs> Allison didn't even know. We what? recorded the first episode. I love episode. it. I love it. This is yeah. going to be great. And she had no idea. And she goes, oh, we, we, we decided we needed to do something yeah. creatively because we Together. weren't being booked. And we said, let's do this. And we, we literally recorded the first episode. I didn't even realize my microphone wasn't plugged in. We were using microphones that we had found around the house. And then we finished recording the first episode. And Allison said, how do we put this on the internet? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, y'all, had so- micro- y'all had microphones? <laughs> well. I still take grief from other podcasters because I'm using the in- I'm using the built-in microphone on my laptop. I mean, what, microphones, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so how, so how long did it take y'all to get your first episode online? And is your first episode out there where people can watch it? It is. We have what we call our vintage episodes. Um, we All like right. to coin them that because the sound is not always great. And our, um, you know, there's just some some isms in them that we aren't, we're like, Oh, this is a little choppy. Um, but yes, it's out there. Uh, we're now at 109 episodes, but episode one, you can still go back and find it. It took us, I'd say a few couple weeks to get the first three episodes done and then uploaded. Um, but then shortly after that, we have released consistently every week, um, for two years. So now we got it down. We're pros now. Well, that's a great accomplishment. But, but when y'all did those first few episodes, was it the same show or has it progressed as y'all been doing this? The format was definitely the same. Uh, we knew what we wanted to talk about. Um, I think the only thing that's kind of changed is uh, we've added music to the intro and outros. Um, what else? Well, we, we've gotten slicker. Yes. But the heart of the show has always been the same. And we were really lucky to have found a format. So we have five segments in every show and we were very lucky to have settled on that by episode one. Um, Some people don't find that until later on into their process. And we were just lucky that it happened early, but we have gotten slicker. So we've added ad spots. We, our logo has gotten, um, you know, professionally done. Yeah. Uh, We have guests now once a month and then we do now an extra bonus episode every Saturday with a guest. So that format has definitely been added right. to our wheelhouse. And we've added a video episode every month. So we, we've definitely grown it, but the core of the show is still the same. So if you listen to episodes one through 30, 30. or whatever, it's, this, it's almost the exact same style and everything else. It's just Better. It doesn't sound as good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the point, the, I guess the point I want to get to now then is even, is it, even though it wasn't as great in the beginning, y'all didn't remove those episodes. And if people want to, they can actually watch you as you got better. And people who knew you in the beginning have probably come to know you better and consider you more part of their world because they got to see you go through the, the early days. Yeah, that's part of, I, I mean, that's kind of what we try to do is just be real and honest. And like, if something's wrong or if we make a mistake, we just are very candid about it. And I think that's what our listeners like. I don't know all the answers. Lulu does, um, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that for us, we, we decided early on that being consistent and look, this may not be the right advice for everybody, but it worked (laughs) for us because it's so often, 
I, I know in my life, and I won't speak for Allison, but in my life, I've started a lot of projects and not finished them. And so for, for us, we said, we're going to be consistent. We're going to release every single week, no matter what, we'll figure it out. And so there are some of our episodes that are not, um, they don't sound as great. The technology failed in the middle or something happened, but we decided it doesn't matter. We're going to put it out there and they're all still out there. We haven't deleted any of our old episodes, even the ones that sound really, really bad. We have now since put a disclaimer (laughs) (laughs) in the beginning where we say, hi everyone, you've reached a vintage episode of 10K Dollar Day. The sound may not be as great. Um, It gets better. You know, so if you want to go along that journey, you can, but we, we decided to keep it in. And so far, we're still happy with that decision. I mean, I might daily <laughs> right, regret it. But. Right, right. Well, I, well, see, I really love this because this is how I've done my podcast. My very first episode was recorded in a room that was so dark. Some people said it looked like I was recording in a cave because I'm, total, <laughs> I'm almost totally blind. I have light perception, but I can only see if lights are on or off if I look directly at where the fixture is. So I recorded the episode not knowing if the lights were on or off, and it turned out they were off. And Half the people who saw it were like, Max, what a great metaphor. The other half were like, did you know you did that? And I'm like, yes, I did it. Like, yes, yes, I did it. No I didn't, no, I didn't, no, I didn't know I did it. Um, and, but no, I'm not going to fix it. Um, uh, so, yeah, the, and I do this, but, and I try to tell other podcasters or people who talk about podcasting to do it. But it's so great for me and my audience to hear two people that are killing it like y'all are who said, we just decided we were going to be honest be consistent and no matter what we're going to put it out there even if it wasn't our best day or our greatest material so i love you sharing that's probably the most important thing that you're going to share with my audience today in my opinion although i'll be happy to be proven wrong because we got about 40 (laughs) minutes left so (laughs) but the but the question that begs is you mentioned that you had started lots of projects and didn't finish them what was different about podcasting what did something change in you did you see podcasting as different from all these other ventures? Was it something you were really curious or passionate about? What was the difference that has allowed y'all to do 109 episodes and be doing this every week over two years later? Uh, well, one of the great things about podcasting is that there's very little barrier to entry, right? So it, you, can, you can do it relatively cheaply if you have all your equipment. And depending on, how, on what kind of growth you're looking for, you, you can do it. Uh, cheaply. And it's kind of low stakes. So we didn't tell a lot of people that we were doing the podcast for the first like week, couple weeks. We just kind of let it sit out there and and we were like, oh, we can hear ourselves through computer speakers. That's cool. (laughs) Uh, So there were a lot of, it was kind of a low stakes start, but honestly, um, it's have for, for me, personally, it's having a partner, um, that, so when I feel like, oh, I can't get the research done this week because our, our, our episodes require between, I would say three and seven hours of research per episode per person. So on those weeks where I'm just feeling like I can't do it, I know that there's somebody else who will be affected if I don't show up. Um, it's kind of like going to the gym and having that accountability partner or, you know, any, anything that you're trying to do. (coughs) Some people just need that. And I'm one of those people. I don't know, Allison, for you, why you keep doing this. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) 
this is a great question. Um, no, I think for me, uh, when we started this, we knew that we wanted to uh, develop a project that we controlled. Like we really love working together um, and we love creating together. So the fact that this is ours and there's no one, you know, we're not being micromanaged by anyone. This is just our creation. We can, we can kind of make our own decisions. It's so, it's such a creative process that I'm just addicted to now. And I love the (laughs) fact that we can kind of control our own destiny. And I'm, I'm a big believer in that because I, if I can make, you know, all my own decisions and have them happen immediately. I would love my life. Um, so I just feel like, I feel like it's a control thing for me. Like I'm like, yeah, I control this destiny. And so I, I have the option to keep this going or, you know, not, and I want it to keep going. So I'm going to do it. I'm super determined to like put it out there every week. And now that we've grown, we have listeners that engage so much and like, they would miss it, I think. And I think that we feel that. And we have people that write in immediately every week and comment on what we've said. And so knowing that they're out there as well and that they're enjoying this and it's giving them a little bit of happiness because it is a comedy podcast. So the fact that I can brighten someone's day or someone, you know, is going on their way to work and they look forward to listening to the podcast, like that's exciting for me too. So I want to show up for them. So it is, it's the accountability between us as partners and between us and our listeners. Right. I was going to ask you about that second part, but you were, you worked right into that for me. Thank you. That, um, <laughs> once you start doing this, you do feel sort of an obligation to the people that are listening, even if they don't always tell you that they're watching or listening. Um, thankfully, both of us have some pretty loyal fans, if not, you know, thousands of loyal ones, but we do have enough that will let us know on a regular basis how we're doing. But, you know, I, I think that there does, there does, seem to be a bit of a sense of obligation of people are not only depending on you, but um, they often will see you as a, as a role model because doing a podcast is something a lot of people have thought about and aspire to, but never get around to. So, right. you know, it, it is important. You, we, we do, uh, at least I do feel a sense of obligation. The other thing I'm noticing lately is, I do interviews. My goal is to do them every week. Sometimes I'm lucky I do more than one a week, which means I've got shows for the, for the future. Um, I have days where I feel, the, I feel pressure from potential guests and publicists. Like, I feel like, man, I really should get more people on here sooner. And so sometimes I just, you know, having to, uh, having to remember that it is my show and, as you say, having something that you're in control of after remember, okay, I know I do so much. And so I'm sorry, I would love to do three. I'd love to do five shows a week, but that ain't happening. So now uh, y'all do a comedy podcast. Would y'all please explain to people what the 10 K dollar day is about and maybe a couple of your favorite episodes or favorite um, uh, options that somebody chose in the 10 K dollar day. Well, so our it's an imaginary luxury travel podcast. So what that means is that we pick a different place every single episode. Each one of us picks a different place and we research how to spend $10,000 in that city. When this first started, it was pretty easy. It was like hotels and spas and, and, and a yacht. And yeah. then we realized after like three or four episodes, that's boring. Um, and it was boring for us to do. And if we were sure it was going to become boring as an entertainment 
uh, <laughs> property as well. So yeah. now, and plus we're in year two. So we've gone through over 200 locations with very few repeats so far, although I'm sure they're going to start happening. Um, but we now realized like we're creative people. So once you get to a city, if you go to Kansas City, Missouri, which has a pretty low, uh, like a low dollar amount for like their luxury suites and stuff, you'll get to maybe $3,000. So how do you spend the rest of your fake, <laughs> so ridiculous, a fake $7,000 and it starts to get really creative. You know, you, you look at your hotel and you go, oh, okay, um, my hotel has a really random amenity, like a, a curling iron that's also a hair dressing machine that is also a nail dryer or just something that you don't even know what it is. So then you decide, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to hone in on that one thing and I'm going to expand it. So now I'm going to do a full photo shoot in my suite and I'm going to hire a hairstylist and I'm going to hire, and we just kind of blow it completely out of proportion. And we do highlight fun things to do in that city. Although there's lots of historic things we don't highlight because they're sad and we're a comedy podcast. And they're free. We yeah, they're free. We can't do free. Yes. That doesn't work for us. But I do uh, research separately. Y'all are going to have trouble when you, y'all are going to have trouble in Houston because most of the museums here are free. Uh, oh, well, well, we'll, we'll figure something out. We're just going to eat a lot of steak. There's so much steak. Yeah. So I do my research separately. Allison does her research separately. And then we tell each other what we have researched during the podcast um and because what she researches is so crazy and not at all where i would think so if we created two days in the same city they would be completely different because we are extremely different people and so while she's telling me her day i can kind of voice what the audience is probably thinking about her day <laughs> so it kind of works a little bit like I, we we each represent the audience at one point yeah. during the podcast but we also just genuinely enjoy the creativity of the other person and so that dynamic i think is almost more important than the travel component of the podcast um and so that's really kind of what the did I even answer this question correctly? What did he ask no, think, us? What it's about? Yeah, I, don't I think, think I answered did. that. I think you did great. I think you did great. But I was, I was, I was, I was, you know, surfing around on y'all's website, and I, it's, I could be wrong, but it appears y'all went to Marfa, Texas. Did y'all spend ten thousand dollars in Marfa? Uh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, all of this. I say yes. People really think we go to these places. It's no, in, you I, know, it, I understand. You it's didn't in my go head. there. Yeah, but and, I mean, how do you spend ten thousand dollars in Marfa? I mean, did you buy property well, while you were there or something? No, what I did was there. Uh, there's like these yurts that you can rent that are like glamping, so okay. it's like these really really cool places you can stay, and they have at the same uh, little hotel place they have um, these Girl Scout badges. And there's tons of them. There's like 25 Girl Scout badges that you can collect. Well, I decided that I was going to try to really do each one of these badges. So I took all 25 badges. And so if it was like a music badge, I went to the local Marfa music store and I bought a guitar and I learned how to play to get my badge. And then if there was like... Um, oh, now, I, now I hate you. I'm sorry. I just have to hate you. <laughs> So I got I've, all the badges. I have worked with I have worked with multiple instructors. I have sat at the <laughs> knee of my father when he was alive. I can't play worth nothing now. I really <laughs> hate you. I'm sorry. We're good friends and all, but 
that's just over the line that you went to a music store and in a few hours or a few minutes yeah. you were to play the guitar. I'm sorry. I'm, I mean, maybe not well. I'm gonna need a. I'm gonna need a minute. Uh, <laughs> that is just wrong. That is just Told wrong. Told you that Allison is extremely confident and aware, and that she is a hundred percent comfortable in her own skin. If I had done that day, I would have been like, I went to the music store. I tried to take a lesson. They told me I was terrible. I changed <laughs> instruments. That's the difference. Meanwhile, I joined a band. <laughs> <laughs> I was, okay. All right. Well, I, like I say, I was just curious because I've been to Marfa for events and I just couldn't, I was, was surprised that y'all figured out a way to do that. And of course, I do know that these are not real trips, that these are right. fictitious trips, but I mean. I also I bought one of those you... um, outdoor bathtubs and it was like three grand. <sighs> Oh, a Dutch tub. A Dutch tub. I bought a Dutch tub at one of the yeah. Marfa stores uh, yeah. so that I could take a bath outside. <laughs> okay. So right. that was a big chunk of the money. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm starting to understand your creativity. You said that one of you said that, that, you know, one of you would have these crazy ideas and the other one of you would bring it back towards most of your audience. So yeah. <laughs> I can definitely see that. I mean, <clears throat> oh, okay. So, uh, what are is is there a city that you haven't done yet that y'all want to do, or the or that um, a guest to, that you have a guest that wants to do it? Um, um, I think something. Well, one of our guests just recently said that uh, she did make her own day in Japan, but she said she really wanted to try to spend ten thousand dollars without leaving uh her the hotel like with never okay. setting foot outside which i thought was interesting she couldn't oh, do yeah. it um <laughs> i don't know we're we're having to think like so outside the box now we're we find ourselves googling like um best place in the world to take a nap just to find like these you know crazy vacation spots or like uh where should uh you have your you know honeymoon but uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like Googling all kinds of stuff to try to get ideas yes. now. Right, right. Not so. that it would work for y'all. Uh, not not that it would work for y'all personally, but have y'all seen the uh, Airbnb contest where they're going to give away a night's stay in the um, the Juliet, Romeo and Juliet um, suite that was used in the movie back in the 70s? Or Oh, I haven't seen that. They, I just, they did one a little while ago about staying in the like Barbie dream house, which I thought yeah. was interesting. Yeah. But I haven't they seen the, the Barbie dream Julia. house, but yeah, the Romeo and Juliet thing was just announced. Um, That's cool. So, like I say, y'all have to find, y'all have to find a couple the, the, that wanted to spend 10 grand. I guess, have y'all done any couples or is it all solo travelers? Solo imaginary travelers. Sometimes we end up bringing someone on our trip on our fake trip yeah. Uh, yeah, or bringing the other person on the trip as a surprise. So we'll be like, then this happened and this happened and you get to come. Like, and I'm yay! Like, and it, it feels like you really gave a gift to somebody, yeah. even though it's all in your mind. Um, yeah. Sometimes we'll bring people like I did a momcation with a bunch of like my mom friends. I was like, I'm bringing them all to wherever. I forget where I went now, but um, so yeah, sometimes we'll bring people and then we have to add that money in. So we have to buy their food, you know, so yeah. it makes the, makes the dollars go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, are are y'all this adventurous when y'all travel in real life? Uh, yes. Yes. We I definitely don't spend that kind of money. No, not at all. <laughs> we, we, Although we do. I Hold on. Okay. Because we don't spend that kind of money 
but it's because what we do is we work really hard to budget for nine tenths of the trip so that we can actually do something crazy that we've talked about. So we did go on a big trip earlier last year and we, what Allison and I usually do is when we go to restaurants, we split a meal. We try to right, keep. I noticed our, that from y'all's. I noticed that from y'all's videos. Sometimes as many as six other people split a meal. Yeah, we do. Though. <laughs> yes. We split meals. We share hotel rooms. We, you know, we try to keep the dollar amount. We fly cheap airlines, and that way, when we go somewhere, we can do one big, crazy dinner. Yeah, like some, you know, seven course meal at like a five star restaurant, or get a treatment done, you know, at a spa. Right. So we, and and we tell our listeners because our listeners, I don't know, maybe some of them could spend $10,000 a day, but I think most of them, like, you know, 99% of them uh, can't if they're dreaming along with us. So when we did our big trip last year to Stockholm, we told them every single dollar we spent. Yeah. We like did an itemized thing so they could see like, oh, this is real life travel. Right. I think that is so cool. And I, and I love how y'all basically have found a solution. Y'all uh, want to enjoy your travel and you aren't going to spend $10,000 a day. That's for sure. So you, <laughs> so you figured out a way you can at least have one day or a few hours that's along the same lines as, as what you would do on your show. And it's, it's usually something y'all would really want to do. Um, I've done the same thing, except usually my big things are, are free or low cost, or I'm one of those six people that would have been sharing the meal with you. Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't have been able to afford that without the six people there. And it was a big deal. So what, what you're talking about is the Philly cheesesteak that we had at Barclay prime in Philadelphia, which has like foie gras and truffle Truffle cheese whiz, truffle cheese whiz. And it's Wagyu steak. And it's, it's delicious. Delicious. And we had covered it, I think in episode three, imaginarily. And then we went to Philly in real life and we were like, we're going to have that cheesesteak. Well, it's $120 for a cheesesteak. So there was no way that we were going to pay 60 bucks each to share a cheesesteak, but we called our listeners and we said, if anybody's in the Philadelphia area and wants to meet us, let's split it. So we can all have two bites of this $120 cheesesteak and people met us and we split it and we had a great time and everyone got a little taste, but we didn't have to, you know, everyone I think put 20 bucks in. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Now I'm talking with Allison and Lulu from 10kdollarday.com and they have a a great podcast about a fictional travel experience to places all over the world where they spend at least $10,000 in a day. And I hope that I haven't confused none of y'all because sometimes I have talked as if these trips are real and they're (laughs) not. So, uh, but your last comment there kind of transitions into something that I want to talk about because um, you mentioned your, your fans on Facebook and how when you travel for real, you invite them that you've really created a community uh, I do my best to, to try to do the same thing by, by sharing, you know, honestly with what's going on. And so how, uh, how has your community, um, you know, how are y'all doing this and exactly how, how involved are they in your show and your real life travels? Um, we've been really lucky to build up, um, a really strong knit community with 10 K dollar day. We have a Facebook group that's called 10 K dollar bays. And, uh, we have a solid six or 700 
people on there and we make sure that we, um, you know, we're really candid with them. We post a lot of of our, our personal triumphs and then our travel stuff. Um, we go live every Sunday night at 9 PM. And so people can, can join us and watch and they comment. But what we kind of love most is that people post themselves. So they're posting their travel experiences. They're asking questions from other bays. So we're not only meeting these people, but other people like they're connecting with each other, which I think is so cool. So, you know, one of our bays in Arkansas will ask a question on the, the Facebook page and someone in New York will answer. And then they all of a sudden are connected, but it's because of our podcast, which has been the coolest thing to see people from all over the country get to know each other because we have this, this place that people can kind of dream and talk about travel and talk about luxury things and also not luxury things. Um, yeah, we, we did have one, um, we had one listener and I, I can't remember her name, uh, but she wrote into us and said, you know, I've been listening to your podcast and for the first time, my husband and I decided to take our kids on a trip for summer break, which I thought was so cool. Um, and for sure it's hard to, it's hard to budget money for trips, but they just, they did wanted to make sure that they did at least a weekend as a family together somewhere and to explore something. And I think that that's amazing. So, you know, when you were asking, you know, how do you keep going on a, on a weekly basis? It's, it's Allison's right. It's the interactions with our listeners that, really helps because we know that they're there and they, and they talk to us throughout the week on Instagram, on Twitter, and especially on Facebook. Like we, we have an interaction with probably five to 10 people per day, which is really nice. It is really nice. And uh, from my own experience and that of other, uh, other Facebook group owners, I can tell you it is not the norm. Um, (laughs) Most, most groups you're going to see, probably half that many and many of them will be the same every day. It's a real challenge in a group to get new people to share and to get people to share uh, fairly consistently. So y'all have really done great with y'all's group and creating the community. And um, I'm going to hopefully do better with my group, with the, with the what's your excuse group in the future. So y'all have invited them to events with you in, uh, in person is that yes. something y'all are going to continue doing and, and ha- how is that working out? I mean, yeah, we love meeting uh, our listeners. And so when we do go to different cities, we're always very transparent about what we're, you know, where we're going to be, if we're going to be performing, um, if we're going to experience something, we have people, you know, Hey, reach out to us. We'd love to grab a drink. Um, we'd love to talk with people. And then we also, you know, we've done a couple live shows because we do this comedy podcast as a stand-up live show as well. And so we've done a few live shows in people's houses. They've brought us in and we do house parties. So we'll stand up and we'll do our live 10K days in person and they get to watch and be a part of the fun. So um, I know we'd love to even do more of that. See, I think that's impressive because I, um, I know a lot of people in the beginning, they struggle with doing uh, events like that because it's like, uh, where do I get a place to do it? Um, where will I get the money? And and y'all have done them in people's homes, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure y'all have done them in larger places too, but <laughs> now, and um, uh, how, 
do, do y'all just have to ask people, just tell them where you're going to be and they, they reach out to you and they want to meet you there at the event? Is that the way, or at the place you're going to be? Is that the way it works? I mean, is that, is it that simple? Yeah, that, you made it sound really simple. Um, <laughs> it's not that simple. I mean, well, cause I'm probably... very, I'm very curious about the how, because I'd like to see that. I'd like to do that more for my own people. So, well, so what explain we do to is... me where I got it wrong. When we, when we travel and, and Alice and I sometimes literally travel for work. And so sometimes it's really nice because we're not having to spend money to get anywhere, uh, which is great. So for instance, we were just talking before we started recording, I'll be in Houston at some point this year. So I will, uh, probably three or four weeks before that be like, Hey guys, anybody in Houston, we put it on our Facebook group. We put it on all of our social and we'll say it in the podcast. You know, we'd love to meet up or some people don't, you know, they're not, they don't want to meet up and that's okay. They want to be engaged behind a screen. And I think that that's also fine, but I'll take your recommendations. Tell me where to go eat yep. and tell me what your favorite meal is. And then I can shout out to you. Right. It's getting you know. them involved. She's yeah. absolutely right. Like asking those questions about something that they know about. So if you're, if someone lives in Houston and you're like, Hey, tell me a great restaurant. People are very, they want to share. They want to say, Oh, I, I have the best one. No, I have the best one. So we ask engaging questions. So regardless if they want to meet us or not, at least they feel like they're involved in some of the planning of what we're going to do. And then a lot of times that will turn into them wanting to meet us. Cause now they, we have a rapport. Now we've been chatting. Now it's like, Hey, I want to, we've been talking. I want to meet these girls. So Okay, I'll have to remember that. <laughs> Ask an engaging question. Uh, okay, so uh, when I when if so if I were going to do this, for, like I'm going to be speaking at Podfest in Orlando, March fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. So I could tell people on my on my group that I'm going to be there and when, and just start asking questions as far as uh, where should I go? Maybe where should I go other than Disney? Or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm just good trying restaurant. to make sure I'm understanding because, yeah, good restaurant. Okay. All right. See, I I've I tell people all the time that if they're considering coming on my podcast, they can be they can, they should expect to at least be asked one question that I'm asking just because I don't know the answer. So, <laughs> hey, that's I, appreci I appreciate the help. Um, yeah, it's one of the great benefits of having of doing interviews is you, very few people tell you no when you ask them if they want to come on your podcast, and you get to ask them the questions you think your audience wants to know the answers to, as well as those questions you're like, well, how are they doing that? And, <laughs> So I appreciate that. That 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 might really help me because in, in 2017, when I traveled, I actually stayed in people's houses and that worked out really well. Um, but when I traveled last year, I wasn't didn't have the same success in finding people to connect with in the in the cities I was visiting. So yeah, sometimes yeah. it works and sometimes it doesn't. Philly really worked because we happened to know that some of our bays lived there. We knew which some, some of our bays have engaged so much that we know where they live and we know, oh. you know, so we were able to reach out both ge generally and also specifically. And we would say, Hey, we're going to try the cheesesteak that we tried in episode three. Um, would you like to join us? And no one said no. Yeah. No one said oh. no. They all, they all were like, yeah, that kind of sounds like fun. And it was something specific. I think in the past when we have just said generally, Hey, we're coming to Atlanta. Who wants to meet up? Uh, that doesn't really work. But if, but if it's something specific, yeah, people tend to be like, Oh, I would like to go have a cocktail at five o'clock 
at, at this, this hotel. Time, yeah. You know, they, they like, they like an appointment. Okay. All righty. <clears throat> and notice that they, they, uh, they did my favorite line there without knowing it. If you don't ask, they can't say yes. So that's right. <laughs> when I asked them directly and, and, uh, it worked out really well for you. And it looked like y'all were having fun in that video. So, uh, and that's, and that I guess I guess that's another thing that really works is is that when y'all when y'all record your videos y'all do look like you're really enjoying yourselves and that has to be attractive. Yeah, I'm faking it, but thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> no, we do. I think that's part of what people grasp onto is that um, they are able to see a real friendship and a real camaraderie and. I think that's attractive and it's fun to watch and, you know, they can think about their best friend or, you know, they can enjoy watching us like have fun. Um, yeah, we do. We have that. We genuinely love each other and have a great partnership both in business and friendship. And so we're going to capitalize on that. Yeah. Now you mentioned earlier that y'all have also started doing live shows based on the podcast. Um, how did that actually get started? Allison made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. what, do I what do I tell you guys? One of the best things that can happen is to have a good friend double dog dare you. So, um, so she told you you had to. Okay. And so how did it get started? Well, uh, we, we have done shows together in the past, like in theater. We've actually done a couple of cabarets, uh, not the podcast. So we have done live shows together, just the two of us. So we knew kind of how that format would work. Um, but yeah, the very first podcast live show was definitely something that I was like, Hey, I think we should do this. And she was like, no. And I was like, we're going to do it. I booked it. Um, yeah, she booked, I said no. And then she booked the venue. <laughs> And I don't, I still don't think I'm over that. Can I mean, you be I my friend too? Can you be my friend too? I, I sometimes need help like that. Can you be my friend too? But the great thing uh, about Lulu is that even though she was like, no, I booked it. She, she still, she does trust me. And yes. the second that we set foot on any stage, this woman comes to life. She is like, I can't even tell you. She is the best live performer. And so that's why I have so much confidence in my decision because I know that she's like literally the best performer. So I'm like, it's going to be great because I know her potential and it always is. She kills it. That's actually pretty common among people that you would assume are, are introverted is that when they do have to perform, they usually can get into that front stage mode of thinking and put on great performances. Yep. At least that's been my experience. Um, so uh, now you're from your podcast, you've done the live events and y'all have also been invited to, or y'all have either pitched or been invited to be part of comedy festivals because of this. Have I got that right? Yeah, we have pitched um, quite a few times to perform in different comedy festivals. Um, so far, we've just done podcast conferences, but we have been uh, featured comedians on Sirius XM with John Fugel saying, we were there last we night. We were there last night. We did an interview last night. Um, so yeah, we've kind of stepped foot into a bit of a, of a comedy world with this comedy podcast, which has really been exciting. And very new to us. Yeah. So we, it was a kind of a left turn. 
And what happened? Okay, so what happened was <laughs> that this show, is what I've been waiting for all day. Go ahead. What <laughs> happened fine. was what happened was that show that I said no to that Allison booked anyway that she was so confident was going to go really well. Uh, someone was in the audience who happened to come by. Like I, when we talk about fluke, it was a serious fluke that she happened to be in the building. And she decided to come see the show because she liked our energy as we were setting up for the show. And she said, I'm going to come see the show. And we said, that, cool. Uh, she ended up being a comedy booker and producer. And so she is the person who told us, you guys are not a travel podcast. You're a comedy podcast. And we were like, uh, okay, okay, sure. <laughs> and, um, and she was serious. And, and since then, it's really kind of taken off in a different direction, which really excites us and is great. And that's where the SiriusXM booking has come on. We're not on any real travel channels on Sirius XM. We're on the comedy channels and right. we're on the, you know, so it really kind of helped redefine what we do and narrow down what we do and change what we think ab about it. And so uh, she's the one who said, pitch to comedy festivals, you guys can do this live. And it also helped us realize at podcast fest podcast festivals, like we're performing at um, Outlier Podcast Festival tomorrow yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow in today. salt lake city and it's helped us realize like we we don't need to give you information i mean we do we give you in luxury travel information but we are really good at entertaining you we're really good at helping you you know spend an hour with us with a smile on your face yeah. and if you're interested in where we're <coughs> traveling to you might want to google that on your own <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, I, this is the part I was looking forward to because y'all had to actually accept that you were not a travel podcast that, you, that doing comedy, but you're a comedy podcast that mentions travel. Was that hard to accept or did it happen right away as soon as this woman who apparently knew what she was doing said it? I don't think it happened right away. I think at first we were like, what? I think it but personally it was hard for me because to identify as a comedian sounds like I always think I'm funny and I don't I don't know it's, it's a very like weird thing to me to say I'm a comedian um I just feel like then people are gonna be like cool tell me a joke and I'm like I don't, I don't have a joke for you I don't know what you're talking about so for me the self-identification was definitely something I had to commit to and not be embarrassed to say out loud does that yeah, make sense yeah yeah um but once she changed it on her Instagram then it's you know there it is <laughs> Now it's real. That's step one of validation. Change your Instagram and your LinkedIn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's real. Well, you know, you know, it's one of those things. Until you are willing to say it out loud, you aren't doing it. So writers have to write and say they're writers. And in my opinion, they have to carry copies of their books around with them. <laughs> and and comedians have to be have to put it out there that they are um, that they are going to 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 bring a show that's going to entertain and as you said, bring a smile to their face even if it doesn't help them plan their next trip. So, <laughs> so, sir, so y'all been on Sirius XM and those, those comedy channels, they have, the, those shows have huge audiences. So I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure being on stage at one of the comedy festivals is just a matter of time, but I think it's really, really fun how this has happened. Y'all have gone from a travel podcast. that's funny to a comedy podcast that does travel to live events, to uh, possibly doing comedy festivals, being on serious comedy stations. I think it's just a good reminder that we really don't know what the heck we're doing 
And if we just stay open to the possibilities and the opportunities, we can eventually find our way there. You know, I mean, yes, I'm still, yes. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I still struggle with the fact that people say I'm an inspiration, even though there are days when I believe it. And there are other days like, well, if they knew what just happened, they would say, <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so. Uh, and then I tell them what happened and they're like, yeah, Max, that's a great story. We really, we, we were really encouraged by it. Like, okay. <laughs> um, so, but I, but I do really appreciate you sharing how it did take a change in the way you saw yourself, because I think there are a lot of people out there who, um, they're doing the work or they've tried something. And the reason they haven't succeeded is because they were unable to see themselves as that different person that they would be if they were successful. Right. Yeah. So, it's sometimes hard to let go of your definition of what it was supposed to be. Um, and I think that that's something that Allison and I are pretty good at. Yeah. And that, that comes from, for us, it comes naturally because we come from acting and, and, comedic improvisation but it certainly is something that anybody can do and it's really hard because you have to commit a hundred percent to a vision and then when somebody says what if then you have to actually decide to take that seriously and go I don't know what if, what if I let that go and that can be really hard because committing feels good <laughs> and so to change a commitment can sometimes feel wishy-washy but for us it's really worked and and again the formula is not the same for everybody but um but for us, it really worked to just kind of go, okay, uh, what if we do that? And what if we do this? And if we hadn't done that, maybe we would be just as successful, but we would be a totally different entity. And I really love where we are now. Yep. And this is why I sing the river on my podcast usually, because I started out to be a carnival owner, then an equipment broker, and then an author and a speaker and, and somebody who helps people get booked on podcasts. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, none of us are, and it seems like that's a pretty common story among people who are, are really, really, uh, really loving what they're doing, really passionate about what they're doing is it probably wasn't their first, second, third, or fifth choice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what, now y'all said you're going to be at a podcasting conference tomorrow. Is there something that y'all are working on that's, that's, that's going to be new or coming up in the next few weeks because this will go live on Monday. So if there's anything y'all want to mention or that. Uh, well, so if this comes out on Monday, so we've just come back from the outlier podcast festival in Salt Lake city, Utah. We were on panels like grownups. We're very excited. <laughs> um, and coming up into coming up into 2020, uh, we, we just have some, we have some growth brainstorming to do we think and we we've been really lucky that in 2019 we started gathering kind of a team of people that are really interested in the podcast that wanted to help us grow and so we have some people helping us brainstorm and we're gonna try to do that as much as possible it involves Allison and I don't live in the same place so it involves us committing a significant amount of money to making sure Allison can be where I am because my job is going to take me some really specific places. So we have to kind of budget for that and grow for that. And we're hoping that our listeners just enjoy all the surprises we have in store. Yeah. 
Okay, well, now you just talked about something that I really believe in, and that is we, ha we have to have a – there are people who will help us. We have to have a team or at least a few people who help us get where we're going. So are there any of these people that you have uh, worked with long enough or that perform a specific function for the podcast that you'd like to mention right now? Because we, we're always down for that on the What's Your Excuse show. Yeah, we have um, a producer that's been with us, our podcast producer, uh, for oh, oh, over, over a, a year. year now. Her name is Ash Burns. Um, she lives in Nashville. She does our blog. Uh, she runs our email and keeps us on schedule. She styles us. Uh, she kind of does it all. So she's really been integral to the podcast. Um, and then we do have a couple other people that, you know, have helped us along the way. Um that kind of are more behind the scenes and uh, right. yeah, they, I don't, I don't know. Well, we also have like our logo designer, Jacob McAllister, who's yeah. and, and amazing. We also have some Patreon supporters that obviously we won't name them, but they really have made it possible for us to upgrade our equipment and they allow us to go, keep going because we're so lucky that they pay for the overhead of the podcast. Yeah. So the hosting and all of that kind of stuff. So we can then put our money towards our personal money towards making sure Allison is in the places we need to be to help grow the, the whole franchise franchise. Yeah. What is that? Like yes, I'm a McDonald's. Yes. Hey, she just said the big word. Yes, she, she did. just said the big word. Franchise. That's not a word. That's she not a real. I didn't mean it. She said it. She said it. I take it back. Media empire. <laughs> no. <laughs> the, the 10K dollar day brand. Yes. Uh, it's yes, out there now. You said it's those big words now. You're, you you can't take them back. And it's nope. early. You know, I didn't often. even look. I put all my brain power into figuring out what time to start this conference, and now I cannot be held accountable. Oh. No, no, you definitely are going to be held accountable. We both know that. But I love it that you, <laughs> right here in front of my audience, you said something that you had never said before. Yeah. I don't care if you were tired. Sometimes we say stuff when we're tired or when we're being funny. That is some of the most serious things we will say all day. So I'm, I just can't tell you how much I appreciate being here when you said those words, because maybe most of my audience won't get how big that was, but I get it. And I think yeah. a few of them will understand that took a, that was a big step saying something like that about yourself out loud. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, really. And especially from Lulu, because Lulu <laughs> is known not to, say things out loud because it does make her nervous. So every time she says something like that, I get so excited because it means that much more. I really think I used the wrong word though, because it doesn't. No, you used the right word. No, it's judge not. It. Because franchise, no, listen, franchise is when somebody else Somebody else takes a brand and creates something else. It's actually the wrong, it's, it's the wrong word. No, it's no, wrong no, word. no, 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 <laughs> no. You used the big girl words. You can't take them back now. You guys Google oh. it. It's the wrong. This is just like our podcast. We say things that are the wrong words all the time and we just let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> hey, if, if I can accept that, you know, that I am the superhero in the What's Your Excuse brand, then you can be happy with being the franchise, okay? Uh, <laughs> and... I tell you, and uh, I'm going to keep saying this out loud until I do it, because, so that maybe this will make you feel better, Lulu. Okay. I'm going to talk 
talking about something called I've been talking about something called music and motivation for two years now. I've yet to perform it anywhere, not even online. I've done a couple sample videos and got good response on them. The idea is is that I would sing some songs, probably covers, share some stories, and teach some life lessons. Um, because and and I've, it's one of the things that really scares me because it's been rattling around in my brain a long time and. You know, so I've recently posted on Twitter that I am going to do it, even if I have to do it virtually or do it in somebody's house. So thanks for telling me y'all have done some of y'all's in people's houses. And it's one of the things that scares me, but I feel really right about it. Um, the more videos I post, the more people who say, you know, Max, you have a good voice. And as long as you choose songs that are uplifting, people are going to be inspired by it. And if you put that along with your experiences and the lessons people can take from your your awesome life, then it'll work, but it scares the hell out of me. Okay. So, <laughs> but I'm going to keep saying it until I do it or until somebody just books a venue and says, <clears throat> Max, you got to be in Philadelphia on Wednesday. <laughs> as long as they pay for the plane ticket there you or go. the train ticket or the bus ticket, um, I will do that. So, but I, like I said, I was really, it, it, what, what you just did there, Lulu, it's kind of like, a woman dating a guy who um, who puts off and puts off saying he loves her until when he finally says it, it means something. And okay. I think you just did that for your partner, Allison. <laughs> oh, you just told me you loved me. I stick, guys, it's the wrong word, though. I'm not saying that I don't think it's going to grow. I'm just saying you're focusing on the... It's like such the wrong definition. It's franchises literally when there's a company and then somebody else you mean y'all don't licenses have a out the name. No, 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 no. Franchise has no franchise has multiple meanings. Franchise also refers to the main to the main person or persons of a brand. That's like the face of the franchise. Well, now it's even worse because I used the word thinking it meant something else. Like it's like we're, we're just this is this is like circles so, of. Just catch it. Just, just, it's a just be circle. easy. Just be oh, easy. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And and a year from now, we're gonna. A year from now, we'll remind you. You'll go. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> Being a franchise is totally okay. Hey, and by the way, if you become a franchise, then eventually some more of these uh, fictitious travel experiences will be real live luxury travel experiences. Because hey. that's how you. That's how you get the money for that sort of stuff. But that brings me back to one thing I wanted to ask you about. I know we've gone over our time here so far, but uh, y'all mentioned Patreon. Um, how how have y'all managed to make Patreon work for you? Is there content that you post there you don't post on your uh, your your website? How did how have y'all managed to make that work? And maybe I can get some some pointers from y'all as a as a way to bring in some more revenue for the What's Your Excuse show and the Blind Blogger. Well, when we first started, um, we came up with uh, tiers. So, uh, you know, if someone signs up for $2 a month, you get this. If you, it's 5 10 and it goes all the way up. So there is um, some tiers that you would get extra content, and that is emailed directly to you each month and also posted on YouTube with, like, a special link. So only those people get it. Um, and then we made a video to release right at the beginning to kind of tell our listeners – what this money would be used for. We did it in a very, you know, comedic way, of course, but, but also very serious way. So letting them know exactly what this money was going to go to. Um, and then we just kind of reference it, uh, in every podcast. We, you know, we don't harp on it. We don't, uh, spend a lot of time talking about it, but we do let people know that we have it. And, uh, 
you know, we make it clear that they're getting this content for free every week, but if it's something that they feel like they want to support, then absolutely, you know, go to that page and every little bit counts is what we always say. So, you know, the lowest tier is $2 and it goes up from there. Um, and so, yeah, it's been, it's been nice. We've, we've had a, a nice, a nice little group of people that yes, do cover the overhead charges that we would incur every month. And I think Allison hit on something really important there, which is that we are very transparent with what the money goes to. Because if you watch our videos, your the Patreon money is not going towards letting us have a very expensive cheesesteak. The Patreon money is going towards the the new recording device that we got. So listen to the audio, you know, we'll say, hey, do you love this crystal clear audio? Thank you to our Patreons who we're able, you know, through yeah. you, we're able to buy this equipment. And, and we know that. Or thank you to our patrons who helped us get to Philadelphia uh, with a plane ticket to Philadelphia. And it's not, it's not messy that way because, we're, to be honest, we're not making enough for them to buy the cheesesteak yet. <laughs> so <laughs> it really does only cover the recording equipment. Um, but we, we're very transparent about what it goes to and thanking them and being specific when we can buy something out of that money that directly impacts the podcast. We immediately mention it on the podcast and thank the Patreons. And usually right after something like an upgrade happens or a, hey guys, we were able to pay for the Airbnb in Philadelphia and therefore we were able to speak at this conference, we'll see um, new, new members come up like that week. All right. All right. Now, the Patreon, you do or do not post uh, separate separate content to Patreon. That's one thing I wasn't sure about. Um, we we occasionally will post. It's not it's not a lot. I actually should probably be better about that. Um, you do a video, though, to a certain team, well, right? Yeah, but he's saying just you can post something to the whole group. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm not very good about that. Every once in a while, if it's like a holiday or there's something that big news, then I will. But I do post every month to like the special members who are at a certain tier, they get extra content, they'll get that extra content. But um, yeah, that's something I probably should be better about. But right now that we have so many different outlets that we're <laughs> posting to, it's true. It's a little true. overwhelming. I'm like, wait, I got to post yeah. here. It's a, you know, it's a full, you know, it's yeah. a full-time yes. job. Yes, I know. I know. People so, keep asking me, Max, how do you do all that stuff? And I'm like, I don't do it all, all the time and I yeah. don't do it all well. So it's an ebb and flow. And I get help where I can, but, um, okay. But back to the Patreon, um, you said like the first level is like $2. So what yeah. does somebody get for $2 a month at Patreon on y'all's account? Um, they get a personal, we have a postcard that was designed, uh, by Jacob McAllister. That's just beautiful. And so we write them, uh, a lovely little thank you letter. And, um, they also get our endless love and appreciation. <laughs> we have several different tiers. So that's the lowest tier and that, that, that's a postcard. Um, but it goes all the way up to, I mean, there's one, there's one tier that gets video content every month that is like um, outtakes almost yeah. from stuff that we do. And then there's a certain tier where you can be listed on our website um, as one of our, what do we say? Uh, our producer, producer bays, bays. Like a producer bay. Uh, so there's, there's all sorts of different tiers. And I know that I'm also a patron of, of some creators that I, I really love. And I will tell you this, I don't do it for the tiers. I do it because I love the content and I want to help them continue to create it. Because as a creator, I know how 
many sacrifices you have to make in your personal budget to keep creating. And so I feel like if you're just passionate about your project, I know this sounds crazy, but I really don't think it's about the tears. I think it's about being passionate about your project and being, and having that relationship with your listeners and telling them what it's for and being thankful when it happens and saying, you're part of this. Like you, you have now helped create this with me. You are a co-creator. And I think that that really motivates our listeners. Yeah. I, I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you. And I think that's the reason why so many people get frustrated with Patreon is they try to do Patreon too soon. They try to do it before they have started to build that community of followers who would want to support and feel like they're part of the, of the, uh, of the project or part of your mission. And that doesn't happen on day one. That takes a while to build up to. And I think that's why Patreon doesn't work a lot of times for a lot of people, but I think that's why. And I think what you just said is, is, uh, is right on because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think we start, when did we start Patreon? Maybe it was, it was, or so? uh, no, it was a uh, December of the first year. So it was after, it was almost a year uh, into yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know yeah. how it is. Every, everybody with a podcast wants to make money off of it yesterday. Right. Or last week. So, you know, they'll start with a Patreon account day one without having had a time to even, uh, introduce themselves to the audience much less connect with them so but we also didn't we didn't start this to monetize it and I think that's a big difference so we started it and then all of a sudden realized that we wanted the audio to be better we needed better equipment um and then we were like oh we can't afford that and so at this point you know after we had kind of taken as much money out of our personal budgets as possible and even pooled our money to do it. Then we, some people had said, you know, you should try asking your listeners. And I was really resistant to it because I thought it kind of felt weird. Um, but when we started the Patreon campaign, like Allison said, it was, it wasn't until about a year in cause we need, we really needed to upgrade some of our equipment. Our computers were dying. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't, you know, we didn't know what to do. And our first push, again, like 10 or 11 months in, our first push was really great. Like we, we instantly got people who, it's almost like they were like, well, of course we'll support this. We've been listening for a year and you've never asked us for anything. Right. And I think the other thing that um, Patreon does, it's something I recently learned about sponsors is there are a lot of people who will want to be part of something, but they may not have the money that they think they should have to have. They think that, you know, like I have two sponsors now, both of them thought it would cost a lot of money to be on my podcast. And truth is it didn't cost them a lot of money, but it's, it helps support and, and, you know, and usually pays for some, if not all of my travel, at least the airplane part of it. So uh, with Patreon, I think it's kind of the same thing. People are out there, they want to support you, but they don't, they're not going to be in a position to send you, twenty dollars or fifty dollars um but they may be able to send you two dollars a month so yeah uh, i'm definitely going to have to look at patreon again i looked at it um a year ago and my thing is 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 if a website or an app isn't accessible i'm not going to bang my head against the wall trying to figure out how to use it with my screen reader so right i basically passed on it but since the you know it's it's a year later um i need to give them another try and see if maybe they've made their website or their apps more accessible for somebody using a screen reader or if maybe one of the people in my community might want to help me with uh with patreon and do it that way because you know if, if nothing you know that's 
that's an important reminder too. Um, a lot of times people may not be willing to come along with cash, but <clears throat> they will help you with stuff you need to get done. And I've been very lucky on that right. side of it. So, so yeah, I have to give Patreon another look. Um, and I've really enjoyed y'all's time. I have a feeling if I, if we sat here longer, I'd have to cut this in half and put it over two weeks, but um, <laughs> I've been hearing your, <clears throat> your notifications ding go off. So I know. Oh, that, sorry. Uh, it's just text messages. So I know that, I know that y'all. I know that y'all got other stuff you need to be doing. So before we before we finish here, I want each of you to tell my audience one thing about yourself, and then one thing you think will help them go after their dream, whether it's a podcast, a blog, a book, or whatever that may be. One thing about myself. Yes. Wait, I got so stressed out about that question. I didn't even listen to the second question. What was the? <laughs> well, it's, it's one thing. About well, you can do it. You can do it the other way around. What is one thing you would tell people to help them get over themselves and accomplish their goal? Oh, I think you just said it. Get over yourself. That what? No, I'm serious. Because we are <laughs> listen. We are our worst critic, right? We're gonna like okay. judge ourselves. We are not. Uh, we're just hard on ourselves. We don't forgive ourselves easily. We, we, we strive for perfection when I think everybody else looks at us very differently. I think it's okay to show all of your flaws and to be real. And, you know, I think that's more attractive to someone than if you get it all right all the time. So if we can embrace that sort of imperfection and just put yourself out there and realize, you know, you got one shot at this life and just to do it, just to go for it. And if something messes up, acknowledge that and then just keep moving and realize that that's kind of inspiring to everyone else around you. So yeah, if you want to start your podcast, start it, you know, and if, and if it, and if it fails, then learn from that and but then what do does another fail one. even mean right exactly like, what does that's fail not, exactly thing. so yes so you just yes. show up you figure out something if you want to start a podcast be passionate about the content and what you're doing because you can't start a podcast for numbers like you can't start a podcast or a project like this so that you have a following right like that's not going to work but we were passionate about spending an hour together every week and we were passionate about making each other laugh and we were passionate about that and and now we are in this period where we're trying to figure out how to monetize the podcast but we didn't start off start that off way. that way and so for me it was show up like just show up you know they, they tell writers right like like writers have to just write two hours a day, even if it's crap. So like, we just made sure we show up. And, and if you're a podcaster, you podcast. And Allison said really early on in the game, like, if I want this to be a job, I have to treat it like a job. So sometimes because we're in two different places, it's sometimes really hard to coordinate times to record. We record sometimes at 7.45 in the morning. Sometimes we record at one in the morning. Sometimes we record at 10 p.m. We do it whenever we can do it, but we make sure that our podcast shows up and we make sure that we show up for each other and we do it for the content. It's awesome that we have listeners that engage and it's so great, but but I would think that if our listeners were half that number, we would still be doing it. Yeah. And I was like, we can't get too stressed out about the numbers and the followers because social media is weird anyway. And half the people buy their followers. So don't compare yourself to anybody in, in that respect. Just, you know, just three, three engaged listeners are better than 5,000 people who download it and never listen. Right. Yeah. I thought you said she was the quiet one. I know. Right. 
She's so I feel good. So honored. I feel so honored. I asked her a question that got her to basically basically take over the mic from both of us for five minutes. So See? <laughs> I'm telling you, she's powerful. Watch out. Franchise right here. I can't. Franchise. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to feel bad about that now because it's going to bother her the rest of the day at least. I just have a feeling. She's just okay, going to look, say it I'm to really, me all day long. It's just- yes. Yes. I, I I have a friend who put this thing in my ear a couple years ago. She's like, Max, one day we're both going to be famous. And she said, they're going to make my books into movies and they're going to make a documentary or a film about your life or you're going to be booked to speak on big time stages. And she says, so one of these days, it's going to be red carpets for both of us. She said, you'll be my plus one. I'll be your plus one. Her name is Adriana. Oh, Her name is Adriana Gavazzoni. And she's like, every time we talk, it's like red carpets, red carpets, red carpets. So I guess from now, for the next little while, every time Allison <laughs> messages you, it's going to be, it's going to be franchise. Franchise. <laughs> franchise. You got to say it right. Yeah. got to say it right. Say it. Say it like you're say it like you're an opera star being introduced or something. Franchise, yes. Franchise. Well, look, I've I've enjoyed this so much. I really wish we could continue, but um, I don't edit, so if I go <laughs> too much longer, I'll have to pay somebody to fix this for me, and that's really not part of my brand. So um, this is Allison and Lulu from 10kdollarday.com. Um, they have a comedy podcast where they and their guests take fictional travel tours where the idea is to travel in luxury in their imaginations and spend over $10,000 that are not real. <laughs> and they also are great friends who travel together in real life and, um, and maybe not as luxurious, but they always seem to find a way to slip in a little bit of luxury along the way. At least that's what I get from watching them. So thank you, ladies. I really appreciate all the effort and passion you've put in to giving us something to smile at every week. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it was so great that you asked us. Thank you so much. What an honor. Well, I mean, we sat next to each other. We participated in that contest together. You know, we talked We talked more directly than, anybody, than I did to anybody else at the conference. So, I mean, it's just a matter of when would I be able to get y'all because of your schedule. So <laughs> I'm really glad it worked out. Yeah. As, as quickly as it did, because this has only been like in the last two weeks since we said, okay, we're going to, y'all are going to be home in the same city or whatever. And we do this. So I really appreciate that. Um, I'd ask if y'all have any final words, but the last time I tried to do that, we ran for 10 minutes. So, <laughs> uh, I'll just say thank you. <laughs> all righty. Thank you. Resume recording. Okay. That was a lot of fun. And I just hope that uh, you got as much out of it as I did. I mean, there were so many things they talked about. The, um, the importance of them being friends and having such different personalities and coming together to help each other be better people and more successful at what they're doing, whether that be on the stage in a traditional performance or their own live events or especially their podcasts. So uh, really appreciate that. And then, you know, also they talked about just recording that first episode and putting it out before they knew what they were doing, before they even knew what a podcast was or how they would get their audio online. And that they left their original episodes up there, even though they do now have a disclaimer that says these are vintage episodes, but they left them out there 
And I think that's really important for them. It's important for me. My first episode is still out there. Those episodes that you do in the beginning as you're learning, that's where people really come to get to know you and become friends and fans of the show and of you personally. So if there, there can't be a better reason to start sharing your blog, your podcast, your writing, whatever with people now, let them see you as you grow. Let them come to love you as a real person who's trying to do their best, learning as they go, making lots of mistakes, and hopefully getting better every day. And so I really appreciate that about them. I love how they have accepted the advice of somebody who was an expert in the field, who knew better than they did, and said, hey, you're not a travel podcast that's funny. You're a comedy podcast that talks about travel. And how they had to actually, especially Lou, had to actually accept the change in how she saw herself and become willing to tell people that she's a comedian or a comedy performer or runs a comedy podcast. And yeah, I, I probably made too much fun of her at the end there about the franchise thing, but I've been there myself. I've been there when people said, Max, you're an inspiration. Max, you're amazing. Max, you're courageous. And usually it's just a matter of I don't know just exactly how scary the thing is I'm doing at the time, or as I like to say, I'm not smart enough to know to be scared. And so I really appreciate that. And I think she's going to do great as she accepts her, uh, herself as, a, as an entrepreneur, as somebody who inspires and motivates and entertains people with comedy. And I'm sure it's not going to be very long before we're going to hear about them at comedy festivals. And who knows, maybe a comedy special for these girls on Netflix. What do you think? Can we make that happen? Anybody here have a connection with them or with Amazon? I think that would be really cool. And I think a lot of people would benefit from it. And so we will see what happens for them next. I'm looking forward to meeting them at PodFest in Orlando the first weekend in March, the 5th through the 8th. And hopefully we will be able to schedule something where we can both record for our podcasts that week. And I think that'd be really cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I did get to spend a lot of time with them. They were very friendly, very helpful, very supportive of me personally while I was at MapCon slash Indie PodCon now. And they're just, they're great people. They're funny. They're, they're down to earth. They're real people. And uh, they're people I'm, I'm glad to call, to call my friends and, I like I said, I can't wait to see him again. All righty, let's see. Well, it's long past an hour, um, hour and 27 minutes, according to my Dot Inc. Corp. Braille smartwatch. So this is going to be a long episode, y'all, but it'll be well worth it. You're going to laugh a lot. You're going to learn a lot. And hopefully you're going to take some steps when it's through. Maybe things I've been talking to you about are going to make even more uh of an impression on you hearing from these two ladies. I don't know. I really hope so. I hope you will reach out to me and to Lulu and to Allison. Um, I hope you'll consider joining their Facebook group as well as joining my group, the What's Your Excuse group. And there'll be links to all of this stuff on the blog post about the podcast. So don't forget about my sponsors, neatoshop.com. That's where I get my shirts printed. That's where you can buy the What's Your Excuse shirts at needleshop.com slash artist slash the hyphen blind hyphen blogger. And the blindblogger.net is where you can hire me to book you on podcasts and radio shows 
it's also where you can hire me to help you challenge those excuses that are holding you back and keeping you from accomplishing your big goals and dreams. And I'm starting to offer a free 30-minute what's your excuse or excuse-busting session where we will discover at least one of your excuses and come up with at least one solution that you can act on right away to overcome that solution and move you closer to your goal. And that's all at theblindblogger.net. So until next time, I thank you for your continued support and encouragement. I really appreciate that y'all watch, listen, and share. And until next time, take care out there. Too many times we stand aside and let the water slip away to what we put off to tomorrow has finally come today. So don't stand upon the shoreline and say you're satisfied. Choose to chance the rapids and dare to dance the tide. Stop recording. End of cancel. Yes, button. Do you want to stop? Yes, button. Can cancel. Yes.